Hello, everybody. Welcome to HodgePod. I'm Rob Fredette, and we're back for another episode, and we're talking something that is really integral in our lives, and it's called fitness and mental health. And I could not think of two better guest experts to come on to my podcast and talk about this. We are all instructors at the Bartlett Recreation Center in Bartlett, Tennessee, just outside of Memphis. And joining me today is Carmen Holmes and Christy Murphy, two instructors who I've gone to classes with. I've done their classes and they're very difficult classes and a lot of fun, but I'm going to go ahead and let them talk about what they do as far as fitness. And then we'll get into the podcast of what we're going to talk about. So Carmen, first of all, welcome and Christy, welcome. And Carmen, what do you uh, teach at the Bartlett Rec Center? So thanks for having me, Rob. Right now at the Bartlett Rec Center, primarily I am teaching high-intensity interval training. I also teach spin, but I can teach anything at the gym except for Zumba, which Christy is remarkable at. Yes, Christy is remarkable at, and even during COVID, I did one of her classes from my garage when we were going virtual. So, uh, yes, she is an extraordinary Zumba teacher. And Christy, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. What else do you teach at the Bartlett Rec Center? What other specialties do you have? Hey, Rob, thank you for having me. Um, I teach. I'm a group fitness certified group fitness instructor, and I teach Zumba, Pilates, um, and I can teach anything just like Carmen I prefer to teach spin aqua the high intensity training boot camp and I love teaching strength classes with weights and weight bearing interesting interesting and uh weight bearing we'll get into that a little bit later as well but uh, I'm a spin instructor at the Bartlett Rec Center and I really enjoy that's really the only thing I can do I do Carmen's class her hit class and I've done Christie's Pilates class, all very fun and very fun. I had to do a lot of modifications. We'll talk about that as well later in the episode. So, Carmen, when you talk, when you think fitness, what do you think about when you think of fitness like in our everyday lives? I think of fitness as just being physically active. Fitness doesn't necessarily mean going to a class or completing a choreographed or planned workout, but it's just being physically active taking a walk, um, even taking the stairs, going on a hike, swimming with your family or friends um, at the lake or in a pool, uh, playing tennis, anything that's physically active, but it doesn't necessarily mean a particular class. So that could be like walking, that could be, uh, you know, just a a simple walk, a simple jog. So that that is a good point. You don't have to go to a class to be to be fit or have fitness. Christy, what do you think about when you think of fitness? Being active and socializing. I think that's very important, those two things, and doing something that promotes both of those things for a a holistic approach to fitness. Uh, You want to, I always tell people, you want to do something you enjoy because you won't do it very long if you don't enjoy it. So do things that challenge you but also bring you joy and, 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 and socialization and bring people together or help with self-care, um, those kinds of things. As far as fitness, when is it ever too late to do fitness? I know that may be an obvious question uh, to ask, but is it ever too late to start doing fitness, Carmen? No, it's not. In some 
ask that question because some people think, well, I've never been physically active. I've never been involved in any classes or um, anything of that nature. And so it's too late now. It's never too late to become fit or to be involved in physical activity. Actually, one of our busiest and most attended classes at the rec center are our senior fitness classes. And those senior members love the senior fitness classes. So there's never an opportunity in a life where it's too late for you to get fit and to get involved in any kind of physical activity. Interesting. Christy, what's your thoughts on that? She's right. It is the biggest, most attended classes. And it's usually the most attended classes at any gym. You know, it it, it helps doctors recommend uh, physical fitness at any age because it does help with um, uh, overall mobility and flexibility and maintaining and injury prevention um, and mental health issues, of course, um, and that socialization that they go, that they, they do things outside the gym. So it's not just classes in the gym. It's promoting activity and socialization outside the gym. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and Rob, if I could add to that as yeah. well, um, it's actually, fitness is even more crucial for older adults um, than, than I would say others because it, it naturally is going to slow down that 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 process of depletion of muscle. So normally as we get older, our muscle development and our muscle mass is going to decrease. So it's more important than ever for us to stay physically fit so we can keep that muscle mass, maintain as much of that muscle mass. But it's also extremely important because uh, we also want to work on our balance. And balance is extremely important. And having good balance as you get older is extremely important because falls actually are a secondary leading cause of death. So we want to maintain good balance as well as strength. Yes, and the National Institute on Aging uh, has has done studies that that, uh, physical activity improves memory as well um, um, as Memory and recall, uh, remembering, taking your medicine, those kind of memories, short-term, long-term memory. But they've done studies to show it prevents certain types of aging, aging-related illnesses like dementia and Alzheimer's. Interesting. So it's not just a physical; it's actually a mental that it, it improves your actual how your brain functions. Exercise does. Hmm. Yeah, Chrissy. I actually read in Rob. I actually read a study not too long ago that showed that those who have already been diagnosed with cognitive decline or some type of dementia or Alzheimer's and they're physically fit or physically active, their rate of decline actually was slower than those who weren't engaged in physical activity. That's an an incredible study. The blood flow from the exercise helps with, um, as we age, we have a decreased blood flow and with exercise, it increases blood flow because you're moving around your blood when you're moving. Um, even when you're doing strength training, you're, you're still moving around that blood and getting that oxygen up to the brain. As we age, we get less oxygen in the brain, which causes it's a contributing factor to dementia and age-related decline uh, mentally. So it, it, exercise helps with that. Excellent points, excellent points. And before we get into why people should start doing fitness, 
I didn't say this at the beginning, but before you start any fitness program, please consult your doctor before you start anything. If you have an exercise and you want to get into a regimen, please consult with your doctor to go about how you go about doing that. That way you can get into a program that can help you be fit. So if somebody is not fit and they want to start working out, how, what would be the first thing you would tell uh, somebody, Christy, if they were going to work out, what would be like the first couple of points you would let them know uh, about working out? Do something they already enjoy, like walking, and find a buddy to spend time with and maybe do something with that buddy. It, people who do things together, or they can hold each other accountable. I, I, I tell people to start there. What you know, Maybe there's a class at church or maybe – uh, there's a person you can walk with on your lunch hour. It's a good place to start. What about, what do you think, Carmen? Yeah, I love that. I, I definitely think there's a ton of research that supports being um, involved with a friend or a buddy or going to classes. You're much more accountable. You work a little bit harder. You've got that motivation and support. Uh, so many benefits of, of working out with a friend. And, and you definitely want to start off slow. So I love that. I would say also, and Rob mentioned it as we led into this segment when he recommended to check with your doctor, if you've had any physical conditions or any comorbidities, um, or even if you have it, it's always a good idea to make sure that you're in good physical health. So a good physical before you begin um, an exercise program, even if you're going to take it slow. Um, I would even suggest if you've got the opportunity and you have the the resources nearby and, and know someone who can do a fitness assessment, and by that I mean calculating your body um, mass, looking at your fat percentage, taking your measurements, and really helping you just to do an overall baseline assessment. How far can you walk? Uh, How far can you um, climb stairs, or how many stairs can you climb, or how many push-ups could you do? How many sit-ups could you do? What is your level of flexibility? I think it's important to get a good line, not only so you know where you are, but it's really helpful as you start to make progress. You can really see that progress because you've got your baseline assessment. It's also helpful as you set goals and milestones along the way so you can celebrate those successes early and often. Great point. Uh, when I teach spin and I have a new uh, student come to a class, I always tell them, always Go at your own pace. Don't worry about what everybody's doing. You want to be get used to being on the bike. You want to get used to the resistance. I always let them know, just, you know, probably give yourself a month to get acclimated with the bike so you're comfortable riding in it. Uh, and I, I totally agree with that. You want to get into a situation where you are, first of all, comfortable and you t- you build up your strength and your endurance as well. So, uh, walking with a friend is a great way. And I love it when you see people walking outside and when it's a beautiful day, you see people walking dogs, just doing, being physically fit. And that's got to keep moving, got to keep moving. And what we do now helps us as we get older, right? Absolutely. And it should be fun. It yeah. should be fun. Yes, it should be fun. Christy, you said that earlier to find something that you enjoy doing. I think that that's really important. Find something that you enjoy doing, people that you enjoy doing it with. And I think the, the, if you can find things to do that are, are close to your day-to-day activities anyway, that, that don't take you just way out of your 
comfort zone, you're, you're more likely to stick with it. So uh, an easy way to integrate something into your, your daily activity, you're going to stick to it more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if somebody starts working out, so what happens, like you get in a groove and what is a modification? So for those who may not know what a modification is, how would you explain, um, we know what it is, but how would you would explain a modification in your exercise, whether you're doing any type of exercise? In Zumba, modification is we think about um, taking out the, the, the jumping and we stay on the floor um, it, marching instead of hopping up and down that it, and I know in Zumba we we're, we're very conscious because everybody Zumba is for everybody and most most fitness classes can be modified but with Zumba especially dropping the arms to lower not reaching as much but and 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 and, and maybe not moving as far sideways those type of things are modifications in Zumba and in Pilates I show tons of modifications because not everybody can come off the floor. Not everybody can do push-ups. So I show different ways that they can do the, get the same benefit out of the exercise and still be able to do the exercise with excellent form. I am big on form. Form and exercise go hand in hand. And you got to do the form right to get the benefits of the exercise and to stay safe and, 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 and build on it. So um, would you, what would you add to that, Carmen? You're, you're right on there. It's so important to think about your form and to really listen to your body. There are a number of different reasons that you may need to make some modifications. You could have a previous injury. You could have just some physical limitations. Um, pregnancy is a reason. Um, lack of flexibility or limited flexibility, um, limited strength. Any of those reasons could be uh, what you look to as a reason to modify. But you, you've got to listen to your body. You've, you've got to gradually do the activity so that you're not pushing yourself too hard because if you push yourself too hard and have an injury, then you're back to square one again and you're, you're, defeating, um, you're defeating yourself and, and you're defeating the purpose of that fitness in the beginning because you, then you have to stop and you can't really do anything while you heal. So it's always great to modify and listen to your body and just think about those limitations that you may have. And all group fitness instructors should be showing, demonstrating, and explaining modifications in their classes, regardless of the class. If you're doing individual fitness and you're not sure about it, there are so many sites that you can just um, Google or look up. Um, mm -hmm. YouTube has tons of videos where you can actually type in a specific exercise and they will show modifications. So even if you are if you don't have a great instructor to demonstrate and show you those modifications, you can always find access to those on um, the internet. Great points, great points. And I've been to Christie's Pilates class. She does a great job with uh, modifications as that far as that's concerned. And then uh, I go to Carmen's HIT class, Bazu class, and uh, I can't get on that Bazu ball like, uh, like I used to. So I use the floor as a modification. Sometimes I use lighter weights if my shoulders are bothering me. So modification is so important uh, for spin. I would say the modification for me would be if uh, you're not able to do sprints in the saddle, then you can just do a burst or you can go out to uh, outside of the seat, the saddle as they call it. Or uh, if your uh, resistance when you're climbing 
a hill, uh, you can always do a lesser resistance so you do not injure yourself. So um, I'm very big on modifications as well during spin class because I think it's vitally important. Um, if you do not do modifications and you're killing yourself, you're not going to enjoy the class. So uh, terrific. Yeah, ter- another modification. Go ahead. Yeah, another modification is you don't have to use weight. You could use your body weight to do exercises. Like bicep curls don't necessarily have to use weights. You can, but it, you still could do the motion and, and with good form. That people think they have to do weights to get to get the benefits. No, you don't. You could use your body weight to do to when you do exercises and get benefits. And we didn't mention, we've talked about mostly modifications to maybe scale down or take a step back from the exercise, but there are also modifications that someone at a higher fitness level could implement if they forfeit or want more of a challenge in a class as well. We typically, as instructors, try to gear our classes to the, the broadest group in the class. So sometimes the outliers are the ones that, that need that modification, whether it's someone who needs to scale down or someone who might need to dial it up a little bit. Excellent points. Excellent points. So uh, real quick, uh, a few years ago, uh, three years ago, we had COVID, which was uh, uh, put a, 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 I guess, an obstacle in our exercising for a few months. Um, we adapted to that. We, uh, I remember you both taught classes virtually. So what was that like during COVID when we did that? That was uh, kind of a shocker that we couldn't go to the gym, but we you guys found ways to teach classes virtually, and I thought that was uh, very, very beneficial during that time. What do you think, Christy? Yes, I, I, I enjoyed um, the platform, the virtual platform, that gave us this opportunity to, to connect. I enjoyed seeing people and their dogs and then spending that time with them. I look forward to it. We had Friday night dance parties, and we would <laughs> – and and I didn't have to adhere to gym time. I could take as long as I wanted. I could take a I could do a an hour and a half class if I wanted to. And it was something I looked forward to. And I had people from all over the place joining the class and interacting and we really had a good time. I took requests. It was great. It was a great way um to to to, to live out this in, in in this isolation that we were experiencing that we couldn't we couldn't connect as people or family members, but we could get on get on the video and giggle and laugh and have a good time and dance and uh, enjoy each other's company while we were experiencing this uh, pandemic. How about you, Carmen? I did some of your classes virtually. They were they were kind of fun. Yes, you know I love to be in the gym and I love seeing everyone at the gym and was really thrown off of of just kind of my groove by COVID. And so doing the, doing any classes uh, virtually was really one of the ways that I survived that time. Mm -hmm. It was a way to not only connect socially, but to keep everyone moving physically. So fortunately here in Memphis, Tennessee, where we are, Bartlett, Tennessee, the the weather was uh, nice actually around the time when COVID was really bad. So I was able to, find an outdoor spot and teach my classes outside and still connect with everyone from the gym. And like Christy said, I wound up having people join my class that I'd never met before that had never come to my class at the gym. Wow. So I was able to connect with them virtually. And, and I really enjoyed that. 
That's incredible. That's unbelievable. That, that, I mean, you just probably, you know, you connect with people that you've never met and uh, you, they relied on you guys to give exercise. And I told Christy before we started, uh, um, I've only done Zumba once in my life and it was during uh, the COVID crisis. My wife Donna was in front of me and I was in the back of the entrance of my garage dancing and I'm, the cars were driving up the street wondering what the heck I was doing. So I thought that was pretty fun. <laughs> So yeah, and I, I have video of that. I uh, I took classes too virtually. Yeah, I, I was home working from home, and then I would have a break, and I would take other people's classes from all over the place. A lot of the uh, like Zumba particularly had a whole uh, they they devoted they had a whole platform where you could access classes from other Zumba instructors, and I took one from a, a person in Ireland, and it was so much fun to do somebody from Ireland. I love that. Christy, I did the same thing. I used it as an opportunity to do some research, so to speak, on uh, (laughs) different formats, different instructors, different things. I signed up for a bunch of trial memberships on several different platforms and really enjoyed just seeing different instructors and different class formats and, and really learned a lot that I was able to even bring back to my classes once we were able to get back into the gym again. Yeah, and I, I remember that uh, that first class we went to on that Saturday morning. I think we were out for like two months, and it was just like it was like a rebirth to go back to the gym. It was so nice just to like see people, even though we were, I think we were six feet apart, we were still, uh, we were still at the gym. So I found that to be uh, – pretty awesome when uh, we were able to get back to the gym. I thought that was pretty neat. So reflection on that, ladies. Yeah. And you know what, Rob, I actually um, saw, I wanted to mention this as well. Since we're talking about fitness and COVID, Kaiser Permanente did a study that they just released not too terribly long ago. And I believe they went back and looked at health records of over 200,000 patients that had come through their system in in some way, Mm -hmm. and they were able to identify the fact that those who reported to have been um, exercising or have been physically active prior to their COVID diagnosis were less likely to be hospitalized and less likely to have severe complications as a result of COVID. And here's the kicker, even if they had a comorbidity. So even if they had a comorbidity and they were physically Mm. active, they had a greater likelihood to not experience hospitalization or uh, complications as a result of COVID. Wow. That is, that is a phenomenal stat. That is just like, I mean, exercise is everything. Fitness is everything. I mean, it really is when you think about it. I mean, just going for a walk, you know, for 30 minutes is, is massive. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, you can just get that sense of being outside, being in the sun, get some fresh air, put some headphones on, listen to some music, listen to a podcast, and, um, you know, you can, get, you can clear your head, too. It also clears your head mentally, doesn't it, Christy? Absolutely, it does. Um, I solve a lot of problems while I go to the gym and come out feeling so much better. Another aspect that I was just when Carmen was talking is people have met their life partners in gyms. Yeah. We have several people that I know that have met their some of their soulmates in a gym because they either you're there in a positive environment, people are there to encourage you, and then people have fallen in love with the gym, which is kind of cool. 
You said positive. I've never heard that. Positive environment. I like that. Positive environment. There's nothing negative about going to a gym. I thought that you put that perfect. No, and that doesn't stop even into your 80s because we have some couples that have found themselves, found one another at our gym, and they are in their mid-80s, and they are still finding love at the gym. Wow. (laughs) But you didn't know that, Rob. I did not know that. I'm going to play, uh, just to get off on a tangent here, you know, fitness really came in, in, I think, like in the 80s, you know, with the advent and the invention of the VHS. And uh, I remember, you know, Richard Simmons, Jane Fonda, Denise Austin. So just to break it up a little bit, I'm going to play a couple of seconds of Jane Fonda and Richard Simmons. And back two to the left. And forward. Now reverse it to the left. Don't hunch your shoulders. And back to the right. And down. Two, one, fire. Side, side. Inhale up. Oh, yeah. Let me turn you upside down. All right. Uh, Jane Fonda, she was in that movie 80 for Brady. So I guess maybe working out helped her out. Yeah. <laughs> she looks great, too. I know. Yes, yeah, I was like, I was like, uh, I was watching some of the '80s videos the other day of the workout. I was like, wow, the music, the synthesizers. I thought that was. Uh, I think fitness really. Didn't you think fitness came into uh, popularity in the '80s, or uh, what do you think? I think we've gone through different phases of it being the, the end thing to be involved in fitness, but but I can't remember. Several people who kind of stand out as the icons, definitely the Richard Simmons. You, you've got Jane Fonda that brought some attention to it. Um, wasn't it Jane Fonda that was in the – was that the movie with John Travolta that you're talking about? I think so, yeah. She was in – yeah, I'll have to look that up. I'll have to look that which movie she was in. Yeah, I'll look that up. Yeah. There's so many that I can Denise think Austin. of. Denise mm-hmm. Austin, yes. And she's still – um, doing fitness videos and she has brought her daughter into the, the fitness world and she still looks amazing. I remember just watching through the years, the, the different um, individuals that, that really kind of rose to stardom because of their fitness. Um, but but I, I think there were some great shows through the years that, that came on. I remember, I think this was may have even been early 90s, but ESPN Fitness Pros, I used to love that show. Oh, and yeah. Great instructors on there. Yeah, I was just thinking uh, of some, some um, oldies but goodies here. But um, there were a lot of great motivating instructors over the years that really have kept it interesting for sure. Wow, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Well, yeah, Jane Fonda was an 80 for Brady, so it worked out for her. So that is truly, truly awesome. Sean P. Yes. Yep. Wow. And the Tybo guy, what was he? Oh, Billy, was Billy, name? Billy Blanks. Mm-hmm. And Billy. and think yeah. about it, Chuck Norris. Chuck, yeah. Chuck Norris looks fabulous, and he yeah. he's a big promoter of fit, physical fitness throughout your lifespan. He's That's true. He's a big true. promoter of that. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was also big into it too. I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But uh, so uh, as we're moving along here. Um, so if somebody uh, wants to get into fitness um, and come to a class, what should they do like when they go to a fitness class? 
you know, it could be intimidating for somebody if they go. What what would uh, what would be the first couple of things you would say to somebody who's trying out a class for the first time? I think it's great if you're going to go to a class for the very first time. I think it's always good to check the gym out before you actually come there to go to a class and and just meet some people, get a tour of the gym. So it's not completely strange to you when you walk in the very first time. But even if it is the first time that you're walking in and you're brave enough to do that, um, ask someone to show you around or if you're just going to a group fitness class, try to get there just a little bit early and let the instructor know that this is your first time and they'll probably ask you a few questions about your fitness level so they can be aware of any modifications or anything that they should watch for. But I would say introduce yourself, even though it might be uncomfortable. I think it's really important to introduce yourself if you're going to a group fitness class. If you're not, most gyms have uh, one-on-one training. You can schedule some one-on-one personal training. And uh, another option would be even to join a small group. Oftentimes, gyms will offer small group workouts, so you don't have to be completely alone, but you don't have to walk into a room full of people the first time either. So those may be some good options. And I always, when I have somebody new, I always introduce them to other people in the class and say, oh, Susan's here. You know, Susan, this is Diane. Diane meets Susan. I try to connect the class members to this person. So they, they, and and undoubtedly, they they figure out, they know each other, you know, people talk. Um, I like that connecting the members as well as me connecting with them. Um, cause I, so they'll try other classes with the other members and, and, and get a part of the group, the group feeling what's wonderful about group fitness is that you do get the physical fitness part, but you also get the, the interconnectedness of the group members in the group that make, that are a great motivator to help you out. You know, when you are having a bad day or you need some encouragement and support. One of the class members in my Zuma class on Monday, her mother just died, and she's been gone for a while. And we all just just came around her and talked to her, and she she said, "I'm so this is my family. This is where I feel the, this is where I feel happy." And it it was nice to see her back back where she belongs in that spot and her her spot. And it and it you know I felt like you know that connection really helped her and motivated her to come back. And 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 I I love that she feels like we're family. Great point. I that is that terrific. Story. That's terrific. And it also has, um, you know, the dynamic of, uh, of being in the class. But don't be intimidated when you go to the class because everybody's there for the same reason, to work out and have a good time. So don't feel intimidated when you go to a workout class. And, uh, you know, enjoy it, and uh, you'll get stronger and stronger each time you go. I think that's really important as well. Hey, Christy, so talk to, uh, if you can, talk to, what uh, in your line of work, um, how was uh, mental health important to, to fitness? And can you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. I have been a mental health therapist for over 20 years, and I treat anxiety, depression, PTSD, childhood trauma, addiction, um, all types of general, uh, general mental health issues. And what I have found is that um, when people are depressed, they don't move. They don't get out of the house. Anxious people don't 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 want to that exercise and, and physical activity is last on their list. And we have a saying, um, a very popular saying: you pay a gym or you pay a pharmacist when it comes to your mental health. And mental health is the most under. Uh, sorry. Exercise is the most underutilized mental health treatment out there. 
studies have been done through by the National Institute of Health, Obesity, Obesity Journal, Harvard School, Mayo Clinic, mm-hmm. done, done all kinds of studies showing how important physical activity is to mental health issues. One out of eight people in the world have some sort of mental health issue. It's a lot of people. And you in, in exercise is a just a simple way for people to treat mental health, common mental health issues and overcome grief, loss, um, uh, a divorce, those types of things. Um, and interestingly, exercise does different things to the brain. And of course, it, Carmen mentioned all the cool stuff it does for the body. But things like the hippocampus, the hippocampus is part of the brain that does memory. And we the studies have shown that exercise improves memory over and it actually grows that hippocampus part mm. of the brain. So your brain is actually growing dopamine, which is a part it, it helps with motivation and mood. It's improved. I've already mentioned blood circulation to the brain. When you have when you're exercising, you're circulating that blood and getting that rich oxygen to your brain which is feeding your brain, um, serotonin, serotonin, you know, we have medications that actually help serotonin. Um, serotonin is, re- is released and it enhances mood when you exercise. There's all kinds of cool things that happen to your brain when you exercise and you get those happy. We've heard of that runner's high. You can get that with strength training or, or the high intensity class or Zumba or the water aerobics, you can get that runner's high, that good feeling doing physical fitness and, and exercising. Great point. And can also release stress too. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. A good kickboxing class will get rid of that stress. Or, you know, <laughs> I, I enjoy lifting weights and, uh, and, and, and challenging myself. And I'm exhausted after I've lifted weights, just like I am when I'm doing cart more of a aerobic type thing. So absolutely. It, it's a stress reliever and getting, even getting on a treadmill, they, they've shown studies where a treadmill 10 minutes a day can actually decrease anxiety enough that me, people have gotten off their medications because they've utilized um, exercise. I talk about self care every day in my practice. Mm. And part of the, Self-care is taking care of your body as well as taking a pill. People will take a pill, but they won't walk in their neighborhood. And you can get great benefits from being out in nature and walking and using your body the way it's supposed to be used and spending time with a friend or a dog or or, or a child um, and engaging in conversation can do, a wor- can do a world for mental health. Great I know that I certainly do it for the stress relief in addition to all the other reasons. But when you've got busy, stressful life, children, spouses, friends, work, all the responsibilities that life brings you, having that alone time and that time to, to exercise and to reflect on your day. And um, it, it really is one of, in my opinion, the best benefits of, of fitness personally. Interesting, because when I teach spin on Sunday afternoons, I burn more calories. And for some reason on Mondays, I don't burn as many calories. And I think it's because of the mental stress of the day. That just just an observation on my part. I it just I, I work hard, but I don't feel like I burn. I, I can just tell when I don't burn more calories. It's it's pretty evident. Like it relieves the stress. And after a stressful day, uh, I feel so much better after working out. And then the next day, I have that energy. You know 
to, uh, you know, get on with the next day. I find that, um, whatever that, whatever that thing is in the body that gets you going, like Christy had mentioned, exercise, it gets you, it gets the, uh, the brain functioning and, um, gets you moving. So one thing and that it helps with sleep too, it helps with yeah. sleep. Exercise oh, yeah. helps with sleep because if you're expending that energy, you're going to sleep better. It can help. It really does many benefits to exercise, but sleep and sleep is essential, especially with mental health issues. People either sleep too much. They don't sleep, sleep. They don't get good quality sleep and you can get better quality sleep by spending that energy, spending time with people and doing something. Fun. I'm glad you mentioned that, Christy. I have so many friends now that uh, as, as they've gotten a little bit older, they start to experience that, that those sleep issues, sleep problems. And most of the individuals that, that, that I am friends with that complain about having sleep issues are the very individuals that aren't being physically active. Wow. And that is the first thing that I will recommend is get physically active, do something, walk, um, you know, anything. Just get moving a little bit and you're going to sleep so much better. And it's so important, as a matter of fact, I was reading an article the other day, and we hear so much about cardiovascular health and and your cholesterol levels and your triglycerides. And the um, article actually said that it is equally as important to get the right amount of sleep as it is to make sure that your cholesterol isn't too high and you don't have um, high triglycerides. Hmm. And that is the facts are just unbelievable that you both have brought up it, health is so important and uh, my wife donna works for a doctor and he always says to her if you take care of your body your body will take care of you i always think about that so that's if you take care of your body you'll it'll take care of you as you get older because what we do now in our younger years will definitely benefit us benefit us when we are as we get older and uh, real quick, when um, I did a previous episode, I was a former smoker. I smoked a pack a day for over 20 years, probably smoked over a hundred thousand cigarettes. And the best thing I ever did with my life was quit smoking. Um, I got in my soapbox in my last episode and I'll say it again. If you know anybody who's smoking, tell them to stop, please stop. You can improve your health by the first 20 minutes, your heart rate goes down and then after about 15 years, you have that capacity of that of a non-smoker. So smoking is like the worst thing anybody can do to their health. If you have a family member that's smoking, tell them to quit and start exercising. So it's uh, smoke-free for 17 years. I'm biggest anti-smoking advocate around, So, but I had to get that off my chest. Good for you, Rob. That's fantastic. Yeah, smoking's not good. Yes, I agree. No smoking. No smoking. But uh, so is there any other items that you can uh, bring up about fitness or mental health as we uh, close out the episode here? I've learned a lot just by talking to you both. It's been fascinating. So, Carmen, what um, what other last-minute uh, things that maybe you want to cover uh, before we close out the episode here that we may have missed? Yeah, I think the only thing that we haven't really talked about that – I get asked quite often is how much should I work out and what should I do? What Great kind point. of exercise should I do? We've talked about different types of exercise, but there actually was a study, a couple of studies that have been done um, on the amount of exercise that you should get. One study was around just how many steps is recommended per day. And, and the, the step study 
said that the ideal number of steps you should be taking a day is around 8,200. And that amount will protect you from most common chronic diseases. Um, and it actually, several of these chronic diseases that, that you all are familiar with, we've mentioned some, but obesity, mm-hmm. sleep apnea, heartburn, reflux, depression. And what was interesting in this study is it actually showed that even past that 8,200 steps per day, um, the, the risk continued to go down as the steps increased. So that's one. Another study, and a couple of studies have um, validated this, but the number of minutes per week that you should be engaged in physical activity is 150 minutes per week which actually is 30 minutes a day, five days a week. And that also showed decrease in um, incidence for common chronic diseases. But it also showed specifically mm-hmm. that a combination of moderate and vigorous exercise is the best. And to do that on occasion, if you're doing some moderate to vigorous exercise, it actually showed up to a 35% decrease in mortality rate for those individuals who did some moderate and vigorous exercise, not for long periods of time, but for short minutes uh, or short durations of time, like 10 minutes. And then I'll finish lastly with specific to types of exercise, strength training alone. You hear so much about cardiovascular, and Christy's mentioned this several times, but people often just think of exercises being cardiovascular in nature. Mm-hmm. But strength training alone was actually associated with a 20% lower risk of cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, and overall mortality rates in general. So it's not just cardiovascular exercise, but strength training as well. Wow. So two numbers that really stick out 35%, 20%. I like those odds. If you're working out, that is, that is absolutely, that's a terrific stat right there, Carmen, terrific stat. So Christy, what, what are some things that we may be, that we may have missed that you want to cover as we close out today uh, with uh, maybe. We have mentioned adults, but we need to be promoting exercise in children too. It should be all ages. And we should be promoting that in all kinds of ways, encouraging kids to get outside. You don't see kids outside anymore playing. Recently, over the weekend, we bought a throwing, uh, axe throwing game. And we went outside, the family went outside and played it. And it's, it was very physical, it, especially in our family. It got very physical. It was, it's a plastic game. It didn't have any real access. But just getting kids out, we were, got the kids outside. We were playing with them. We were kicking a ball around. Though we need to be promoting physical fitness, it shouldn't just be about the health benefits to mental health. It should just be about spending quality time together, encouraging all ages to be to use their body in the amazing ways we can use it, and enjoying our having a better quality of life throughout the lifespan. So, Thank you for bringing that up, Christy, because we we have not gotten into that, and I agree with you. And you look at just the the rate. Uh, the numbers of children that are on ADHD medication in this country right now and the lack of physical activity that they're exposed to cutting physical education out in schools. But um, definitely there's an association with low or lack of physical activity 
and disorders like ADD and ADHD or the need for medication for those um, disorders. But it, it, I, I think, too, that getting introduced to, fit, to fitness and being involved in physical activity early in life really does carry over into your adult life. So I think mm-hmm. that that's extremely important to get the kids moving, keep them involved in something physical so that that carries on into their adult life. Unbelievable stats, unbelievable talk. Uh, Carmen Holmes and Christy Murphy, thank you so much for uh, your expertise, your insights into fitness. Uh, We covered a lot of topics, and I think we covered a lot of ground to help people get fit. So if you know somebody who uh, is maybe thinking about exercising or if you know someone uh, you know, maybe you want to prod a little bit, maybe to exercise. Uh, I think that would be great. And like they have said, uh, working out and just fitness, whether you go walking or going to a fitness class is the best thing we can do, uh, for our, for our health and for our families. So Carmen and Christy, uh, I want to thank you so much for, uh, spending some time with me on HodgePod today. And, uh, this is, uh, extraordinary time. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Rob, and thanks for doing this and bringing awareness to the importance of fitness, and all I can say is just get moving. Absolutely. I enjoyed it and enjoyed out. I'm very passionate about mental health and equally as passionate about physical fitness.